Welcome to another episode of the Koshcast. As last week, we do not have a punny intro. Two weeks in a row. Again, because Alex never misses the podcast. He has a presentation for his, um, what is it, continuing studies course? Yeah, some right. media marketing yeah. thing. He was really upset. The professor picked exactly when we would uh, yeah. record the podcast. It's been a fortnight now. Yeah. Rishé, how are you doing? I'm doing okay, actually. Yeah. Uh, how are you guys doing? Uh, I've been better. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. I apologize for being slightly tardy. Uh, Slightly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Uh, he, the, the universe isn't in my control. I am just a pawn in the universe, but I do apologize to but, my lovely Koshberg. But you were with a famous footballer's cousin. Uh, we, yeah. won't, we won't say his name for privacy's sake, but... Yeah. Stan Collymore related, maybe? Well, could be, yeah. Possibly, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice, But, nice. Uh, yeah, so I, I guess that gives me a redemption point in some way. No. Yeah. Other, <laughs> other famous footballers you guys have met this week... Uh, yeah, we met uh, Josie Altador and uh, Toast St. Ricketts from Toronto FC. Um, there was a, a shout out to XTSC. It was a, a, a brilliant fan event that they put together and uh, local fans had the opportunity to meet uh, the two players, uh, chat a little bit with them, take autographs, photos, photos, autographs. Yeah, there were some raffles. And um, I think uh, I think we're trying to set up a uh, an interview with the St. Ricketts soon. Yeah, That's he's, the hope. he's agreed to an interview after MLS Cup, which makes sense. You know, we want them to focus on that. Um, and uh, hopefully someday soon we can get to talk to Josie as well. Absolutely. But, but funny enough with that, um, Josie was not moving very well. Oh, yeah? And um, the, the guy who was hosting it actually said, we were thinking of going to do an interview with him mm. then upstairs. But they said, we can't actually take him upstairs. He can actually go upstairs. Well, he probably can't walk with... It was like, you know, maybe a liability thing. Right. Well, also, I mean, in the game, um, last game in the conference final, second leg, he he did go down injured. And then he kind of soldiered on and then scored the winner while injured, which was... It was great because he he looked like he was genuinely going to get substituted because he looked hurt quite a bit. And then he... The finish was fantastic. It was such yeah. a tight angle, yeah. side netting. It, it was a heroic performance by Josie. You know, the, the only goal over two legs that decided the tie. Took us to the MLS Cup final. And then to shake his hand on Saturday night. Come on. Yeah, wish them good luck. To I, I was definitely in awe. Awestruck. As yeah. usual. As he's usual. also a big guy. He's huge, by the way. And, uh, you know, he's listed as 6'1". Bernie's 6'2". Right. I'm, I'm six but, foot and a half. But the size, the width gives yeah. you that he, he, He's a big guy. He's yeah. a big guy. It, it's like those Russian dolls you keep opening and there's another person inside. You keep opening. <laughs> right. keep opening. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll have an article out about our experience with them. Um, we did get some interesting uh, details from them. For example, I won't reveal it now, but Josie Altidore's favorite goal. Mm, and wow. it's uh, maybe not what you think it is if you know his repertoire. And um, to Saint, whether or not uh, he'd like to play in the Canadian Premier League. Cool, looking forward to that. But let's go back to the game uh, really quickly before we before we go to the Premier League. Um, this was a very tight affair, and at nil nil in the first leg, and then nil nil for long parts of the of the second leg. It looked like this was quite dicey. Um, it felt like you know if if a goal was nicked here, TFC would be in big trouble. They would need two. So it felt it didn't feel that comfortable. And TFC, to be fair, did not play their best football this uh, game. Abs- absolutely, they even missed a penalty in the first half. True. And, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, and the way the game was going after that, you thought, okay, maybe this this wasn't their year again. Um, but then Altador, you know, even though he was injured, defied the odds, scored mm-hmm. the goal. How do you feel then, about uh, Jovinko not taking the penalty? Uh, I mean, I mean, how how does anyone feel about it? I mean, any, anyone on that team can take a penalty. I, I thought it made sense because before he took the pen, before Vasquez took the penalty, there were the commentator gave a stat about how Jovinko had missed, I think he scored three of five, so missed two, and Josie had missed a similar amount, and Vasquez had scored three of three. So probably before the game, they had talked about it, if there's a penalty. It's pretty Vasquez bad run-up, to be fair. 
it just felt like it was a pretty... No run-up at yeah. all. And that's yeah. his thing. So, I mean, so, different things work for different players. It's right. fine. But, yeah, it was not a yeah. well-struck penalty. In the end. And then uh, just kind of held on for the last, what, 30 minutes oh, or yeah. so? Touch and go for the last 10 minutes. Three, two or three big chances oh, yes. for Columbus. One, you know, fizzing across the goal. Uh, heart I, and mouth. Sorry, I just never... Even though those things happened, I never felt that they would score. Columbus are <laughs> just not that team... Like, overall, their attack is just not that potent that you just kind of feel like right. you can deal with whatever they have to put in front but, of you. But I, in that situation, all it takes is one free kick, one corner, something, yeah. you know. Yeah. We were there for that game when, uh, I think it was New York scored that flu goal from halfway line almost. Absolutely. I mean, anything could happen at the moment. And it, Anyways, the end of the day is MLS Cup Final on Saturday. Mm-hmm. We're all watching it together. Not at the stadium, but yeah. we're all watching it together. So, I mean, this should... I mean, I don't know. I feel almost better that they're not going into this in top form like last season mm-hmm. it almost feels a bit more realistic now you can maybe nick a win as opposed to last season the the pressure was so high on tc because through the playoffs they killed it they dominated and this was supposed to be an easy game they're gonna win now that it's a bit more kind of but they played that way yes in that in that final they had have all the shots if not for was it sebastian fry but yeah, uh, yeah, it yeah was. Sebast- not yeah. for sebastian fry we would be lift we would have had the mls cup last season but you're right. They're coming into this in not the greatest form. On the flip side, Seattle are brilliant. Right. They, they've absolutely just mangled Houston uh, Dynamo in this round. In the last round, I think they beat Portland, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I can't remember. No, I don't. Well, I can't remember who it was. But they're playing really, really well. Dempsey's playing really well. Dempsey, he yeah. wasn't even there last season. So it's going to be a great final. All right. Looking forward to that game. Um, let's talk about another game where a lot of chances were squandered. Yeah. So, to the Premier League, and as as promised, um, another game where there was a lot of chances that, I don't know, I feel uh, the, the result went against the round of play. What do you guys think? Okay, Arsenal well, United. Oh yeah, Arsenal United. Um, I guess I'll start. Please. Because, you know, we like Bernie having the icing on the cake. But this is, this is a Saturday where I personally, I plan to get a lot done. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the second this, this game started, I thought, you know, what am I doing? I need to be watching this game. So, yes. this, and I went to go and watch, and I, I, I was the only guy at the bar. Well, it was me and like two other guys. Right. But it was quite enough. And by that time, it was already 2 0 United. <laughs> yeah, which was like eight minutes in or whatever. Yeah, I called Rashid yeah. while he was walking on the way. I said, Are you seeing this? Yeah, well, yeah. I, I, the game started. Um, it was bizarre because everything was going, you know, it was three minutes in. There was nothing to analyze well, yet, well, nothing well, to yeah. see. Well, hold on, before, before the game started, right? So, um, in the in pre-match interviews that the managers now do, which I think is weird, Wenger said Lacazette's going to play. Yes. And everyone thought Lacazette was not going to play. And Mourinho said, oh, really? He's playing? That's interesting. Mm. But he goes, well, Mathis is going to play. And everyone thought Mathis wasn't going to play. So, it was just this mind games that were probably going on in the uh, background between the two. I, I had a hunch that Lacazette would play because last game against uh, Huddersfield, Wenger had said Ozo would be out. He wasn't. He started. Mm. And then the minute he said, like, is that is out, I just felt that he, especially that he came off at halftime, it was believable. And I just, I had that feeling that he would play. And I'm glad he did because, like I said, I think with Ozil were our two, were Arsenal's two best players on, on the day. Like I said, agree. was phenomenal up top. He gave us something completely different than what Drew usually gives us. And, you know, if it wasn't for De Gea, he'd have three goals um, this game. And again, we'll get to De Gea, Probably. but the game, let's go back to the beginning. The game sure. started and... Arsenal decided to give United two goals. Literally, just mm-hmm. I mean, obviously United did well because it was potent. It was two out of two chances, both goals. I mean, it was two out of two. Arsenal, like you said, they gave United basically two goals, 
but they were forced to give him two goals because they couldn't deal with the high pressing of Jesse Lingard, Martial, and Lukaku. Well, they had no idea what was going on. How do you feel about on? Lingard starting over Rashford? Uh, you know, I actually don't mind Lingard starting because right. I feel like he's a player that you could use if you wanted high energy, just buzzing around. The new G High pressure uh, up top, up, up the field, high pressure, and picking the lock. He, he's, he's also not starting over Rashford. It's mm. Martial that's starting over Rashford because... When he's playing his 3-5-2, the idea is for Martial and Lukaku to link up, and Lingard's playing that d- number right. 10, yeah. but in a very advanced attacking pressure up from the top number 10, not this creative, you know, Ozil type of number 10, let's, let's right. say. Martial's first, I think it was the first goal where Martial did that turn that and that little flip. That was, that the, was second the second one. one. Yeah. How was the first one? First one, Valencia picked the locker and yes. Kolasinac. Yes, there were so many mistakes in the same play. I mean, Koscielny gave the ball away. Mm-hmm. Then Kolasinac decided that somehow he thought that was his ball and not Valencia's and he completely committed to it. Then when Valencia gave it, I think it was played inside to Pogba. And then Pogba. literally all five Arsenal players just ran to Pogba. Yeah. Which Pogba then just flicked it back out to Valencia. was completely open. Then Monreal actually made his way across, Czech made his way across, and the ball went through both their legs. It's just like, how yeah. many things can go wrong yeah. in one play? Absolutely. Double lockpick. Uh, you don't see those two often, so it was very pretty on the eye in the action replay. It was it was her. And another piece of that that was poor defending was, if Valencia wanted to, if you watch the replay, Lukaku's wide open. Right. Because two guys rushed to him and leave Lukaku. It's just schoolboy. Yeah, Absolute it was schoolboy defending. And then three minutes later, Mustafi decides to dribble out of defense on his left foot, weaker foot, tries to play it out, and then it, he was pressured. I can't remember, Lingard. but I think Lingard. Yeah. And then that's when Martial did really well for that goal. He, he That beautiful spin and flick to Lingard. Lingard's finish was... Because it had to be that perfect yeah. to go in. Because Czech had Czech the angle out. covered. Yeah. Yeah. It, it had to be perfect, but still not an aesthetically pleasing finish because the ball hit the camera in the back and came out. The net didn't move. <laughs> right. Was, I'm, I'm not going to let Roche get... Roche's like, all about the little and, and that, It wasn't the only time it happened this weekend. It happened in, I think, an Inter Milan game as well. No, oh, it's just hitting the, hitting the camera. It, and it, it hit the, the bottom cup. rod. You know, oh, I see. Roche wants to see the net bulge. It was an absolute gorgeous And then after that... <laughs> it was it was literally all Arsenal. I think Arsenal had seventy five percent possession yeah. from that point moving forward. Arsenal actually, you know, bar the first ten minutes, it was probably the one of the best games Arsenal has played this season. Um, you know, on par with the with the game against Spurs. A lot of chances created. He got to De Gea's goal multiple times, three or four clear cut chances, which De Gea again, he broke all these records, you know, fourteen saves his game. I think United uh, Arsenal had thirty three shots, fourteen on target. Which were all saved by De Gea. I, I have I have an issue with this concept, and even though I do agree that Arsenal, from attacking standpoint, did very very well, but I have an issue with this concept of Arsenal played the best game that they ever played. In the sense of this, Arsenal were forced to attack, right? Literally forced to. They would not. If this was a nil nil, but by twenty minutes, this would never have happened because you never would have been that adventurous, and United would never have set off you that deep as they did. But you were forced to because you were sloppy in defense. United picked you off early. But at the same time, it's United last season played games against Middlesbrough and Burnley and Tom Heaton had great games. But no one praised them for those attacking performances where the goalkeeper was amazing. So why are we doing this now? Well, because to me, it's it a, makes no sense because you were, had no other alternative but the well, throw. No, but you had an alternative of having a horrendous game and just... Uh, you know, seven minutes in, 2-0 down, you just throw in the towel and you're done. I mean, that was also an option, but that's not what happened. And the reason it's it's brought up this game is because they are playing a top team in United and they dominated the game from that point forward. Yeah. To be fair, they did have 33 shots to United's eight in the end. Um, but, you know, on that point, 
parallel to that concept, United did sit back as soon as they got the yeah. two-goal lead. Well, allowed was Arsenal yeah. to play, yeah. allowed the goal to be laid siege to. Where, the, where was that high press, it's, that high energy? That's what annoyed me. It reminds me, and by the way, Roche and I were very upset during this game. We had heart attacks. We you really could breathe. Were. I was sweating. One <laughs> but, of us died. But what this reminds me of, when someone said this, was you don't remember and you don't care that Inter Milan team that beat Barcelona um, you, yeah, yeah. you remember that Barcelona peppered that goal so much, yes. but you don't care because that was the tactic. I don't care if you had all the shots in the world. Yeah, but the tactic was to let you have the ball and come at you. But I do agree in the sense of this, United would have lost this game if not for the single best goalkeeper. There is in the no world. way Mourinho gets credit for setting up a team that gets thirty-three shots on and fourteen shots on target, and your keeper's world is having a world-class game in man of the match. Like that is not his game plan. I agree. He failed completely. I'm not going to give him credit for that. United should have lost. I, I, the same way I can't give Mourinho praise, I also can't. Um, I can't kind of give fault to Wenger either because he did start the right team. He did set him up perfectly. He can't control individual mistakes. I just feel that it was the free. It was one of those free games and. It comes down to also De Gea having an absolutely freakish game. Yeah, there there were numerous times in this game, in the first half, towards the end of the first half, mm-hmm. in the second half, where I was watching in this like I was helpless mm-hmm. watching yes. the ball roll past the post, kiss the post, <laughs> yep. hit the crossbar, De Gea making an outstanding save, Ashley Young header off the line. But, uh, but yeah, here, but here's that was, exactly, that was just the end of the first exactly half. Exactly my problem with this overall analysis is that. I agree with you. I don't want to. I don't want to give Mourinho credit for this game, but I'm not giving Arsene Wenger any credit for one reason. The fact is, United. Yes, they contained. They De Gea had literally best performance of, I've ever seen. But the fact is, United knew every single time that they went forward, they would pick Arsenal off. Lingard hit the crossbar. Martial had a shot. That shot saved off the the line by Monreal, and they picked them off so easily for a third. So to me, it's United. Yes. We got very, very lucky, but Arsenal were very, very bad in that United picked them off whenever they felt but, like. But but if if we just if we say that if we agree that both teams were bad defensively, then I guess the difference is at the end of the day, if if Arsenal took the, their chances at the same rate that United did, Arsenal will definitely have won this game. Yeah, but it's the same point I'm saying in terms of the Barcelona Inter Milan. You don't right. care because one team decided this is what I'm gonna do. Pick you off early and hold off. Yeah, in, in it's, hindsight, it's, it's literally playing with fire. It, it came down to a game of mistakes at the end. Yeah, and I, in the end, made less mistakes. But the hair was perfect. Yeah, the hair I was mean, perfect. I, I enjoyed. Save. I enjoyed Arsenal's goal quite a bit as well. Uh, it was a. It was a nice little chip from Alexis Sanchez. Ramsey, Beautiful goal. It took a second for for us to realize. Did he just mishit that? Did yeah. he intentionally pass it back to like? Because you don't see that goal often, where Ramsey's pretty much on top of De Gea, playing it backwards. To like, like as I was yeah. also like, am I offside? Like, what's going on? That is Good the finish. ideal FIFA goal that I would have yeah. scored that in was my FIFA Prime. Beautiful. Prime. Also on on this game, I just want to say, Paul Pogba is literally better than everything Arsenal have. Everything. <laughs> everything. What he did in this Even game, the people were mad last season. Going on eighty nine million. This or that. He has shown this season, his form this season has been spectacular. He's been awesome. Look at Laurent Koscielny. He was made to look like an absolute yeah, an joke of a player yeah. in this game. He was at fault for the first one. He couldn't even handle Paul Pogba for the, for the third one. Yeah. He was brilliant. And it's going to be such a loss in the dark. That, yeah. that third goal, it after being laid siege to for so long, I, ex, I at the top of my lungs, God! Like the in the bar. Is, and the bar was empty. I just feel that... <laughs> United were given the opportunity by Arsenal. Like, 
I think if, if this game was at 1-1 or Arsenal were 2-1 up, I don't think Koscielny goes into that tackle to go get the ball. I think he's rushing. He wants the ball. It's one of those where he wants the ball to kind of go up the other side again because the pressure was all on that side. It's like, this is one random attack. I'm going to go get the ball started over. And then that, that rush of blood, which is, you know, unfortunate from such an experienced player and he's supposed to be our best defender, allowed Pogba to have that moment yeah. of brilliance, which he took, you know, he took brilliantly because he's a big, strong it, guy, it, as well as technical. Well, it wasn't just that. It was the fact that he's right on the line. He has that close control to just cushion the ball away so it doesn't go out. It was a technically brilliant yes. goal and a physically brilliant goal. This goal, gorgeous. This goal was a metaphor to the Fernando Redondo backheel and assist to Raul against United at Old Trafford in 2000. Beauty. Okay. Um, I have to say before we move on, also, I thought Arsenal... Um, again, not excuses, but I thought there was at least two penalties that Arsenal didn't get given. The Welbeck one at the end is yeah. clear cut. Yes. There yeah. was a few. There was one on Lacazette yeah. earlier on. There was another one where I think Valencia was pulling him down. Agreed. And De Gea made a great Both save. Both penalties. So, and Koscielny has been sent off. I think this is a great three points to get for United when you're not having the best game against you know away to a, to a rival, to a top team. Uh, again, Arsenal are just were extremely unfortunate this game. And Are you concerned about Lauren Koscielny's form? Because uh, over the course of this season, I get it, you guys had three clean sheets in a row. But over the course of the season, I've talked about this on the pod, his positioning has been off. His positioning for the uh, the Lukaku pullback is a red card. Uh, sorry, it, say that again? His What's positioning was so poor oh, that, that, that Lukaku got that got ahead of him. Oh, he right. had to pull him that down, been a which red. is a red card. Been a red and card. it's not because he's a bad, his positioning has been off so many times. And I think <laughs> you thought Mustafi was a problem? Now you have a liability. Well, Mustafi's out injured again, which is... I just felt like he just didn't want to be in the game after he gave that ball away. He's like, you know what? I'm pretty much done. Anyways, we should move on because... Uh, I just want to quickly add, Arsenal were 7-0-0 at home and did have an outstanding home record. But I feel that this home loss... Right. Will not deflate them. I feel no. like they will actually push on from this. I think it's you weird. Also. It's a weird three-one loss where there are once people calm down a bit, there are a lot of positives to take. Yes. Like Azet was a positive. Ozil played a fantastic game, and Arsenal's problem have usually been defensive, which is you know nothing has been solved yet. Mm-hmm. But it's a weird three-one loss. But you still, I, I've taken more positives than negatives because I just attributed to individual mistakes, which you know it'll happen. Yeah, and I hope. I hope they continue their you know good, the, in quotations, good you form. You know the best part about this game? Mm. All the Arsenal fans, the Arsenal fan TV, finally all saying the best goalkeeper in the world is, is David De Gea. Beautiful. Without a doubt. Are you ready, Mohanit, to say it? Uh, I don't know. It's a tough one. <laughs> I don't watch... I don't watch. Have you seen more miraculous moments than David just, De Gea has produced? De Gea, I would in say, the is world. the best keeper in the league, for sure. In the world, you see more miracles. The only reason I, I, it's hard to say that is I don't watch Neuer on a 90-minute basis. He doesn't do it. I'm just saying. And Buffon only recently started to decline. And I just oh. I hold him so high up there like two oh. years ago. I think he's still Mate, better than De Gea. you're making excuses. Anyways, <laughs> De Gea is up there for sure. Well, you know what Arsenal could do? They could always play midfielders in defense like Liverpool. Yes, they, they could. Um, we, I mean, since you brought it up, we could talk about Liverpool. Um, beat Brighton 5-1 with a very weird starting lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... We have what Chan, Manaldum, and uh, that's uh, hipster if you ever seen Robertson at center back in three. Wasn't it, uh, no, the Lo- guy with two names. No, Lovren was Trent. there though, wasn't he? Trent Arnold, Alexander Arnold. He was Trent. a wing back. Trent no, he was wing back. I think it was... no. Uh, Robertson was a wing back. Yeah. Um, Arnold was a wing back. Lovren played in the center, and then he decided him was Chan, Chan and Manaldum, and they still beat Brighton five one. They're, they're, I mean, Firmino had a brilliant game. I think a couple of assists and a goal or two. Yeah. Um, he played very well. 
Um, uh, Coutinho was a beast this game. Salah played. That assist to Firmino was really nice. Yep. He ran down the field, took the two players away from the ball, passed. It, you know, he's, yeah. he's having just, a great just season. Just it right in time. Yeah. And the right amount of pace just to give Firmino. <laughs> you know, he didn't have to touch it. Um, Liverpool are you know are in a good run of form. I think it's what four or five it games. It seems under the radar in a sense. Even they're scoring a lot of goals. Yes, but I think because of Man City and. Ashley Young, let me put that one. <laughs> yeah. like they're going under the radar a little bit, but they're playing fantastic. Well, it's five wins and six for them. Um, we praised them a lot last week as and well. The defense doesn't seem to be a problem. Well, not not yeah. recently. They have played some weaker opposition as well. But again, if they had lost to them, we would have been making fun of Liverpool, which is the other side of the coin. Right? Well, what's his face? Glenn Murray missed a beautiful chance to make it two one, and then right from the counter. The that counter was a fast counter attack. Yeah, it was must have been like eight seconds. It was, for, it was for Firmino to score. It was a re- yeah from. And the, then it was three 0 Yeah, no. Uh, and uh, you know, credit to Brighton, they continued to play, and they did have a few chances in this game later in in the end. But Liverpool so clinical on the counter. I think Liverpool want you to play against them. I think they have trouble when you yeah. sit bad because they have one of the best counter attacking sides in the league, mm-hmm. along probably with City and United. They're up there too, but they can counter attack. Firmino, Mane, yeah. and and Salah can go. And Coutinho now that he's back in the side. Is a threat. Look at his free kick. He's he's. Oh, that was brilliant. He's very mentally sharp. Apparently, player. Milner walked over and said, "Play it under the wall," and you can kind of see him chuckle when he actually does end scores. I don't know who said that. Uh, Milner's not getting credit for this. Speaking of the counter attack, have you guys seen? Is there a faster front three? If you think Salah, Mane, and there was another person, I would say BBC said. in their well in their prime in quotations when Ronaldo was still quick and Bale was not, was fit. He Robin Ribery when they were both. On form, but like Mane and Salah yeah. seem to me to be like the most rapid people I've ever seen. The thing seen. is, Salah brings that average up a lot <laughs> on his own. But yeah, no, it's a good point. Yeah, they are fast. I mean, what about P- uh, PSG and Mbappe, Neymar? It's yeah. not bad. Uh, yeah. Real Madrid, uh, 2009, 10, 11. I, I, I'd say Mbappe yeah. might be faster than Salah. Mbappe's rapid, man. Mbappe, Mbappe goes. Yeah. So it's a good point. Yeah. It's a good point. Yeah. Um, let's move on to to City here for a second. So City beat West Ham two one in what was again. Uh, late goal from City, which has happened what two, three games in a row now. Yeah, yeah. Um, people are saying they looked a bit vulnerable lately, but again, Pep started with Fernandino on the bench because he had a yellow. He mm-hmm. wanted to save him for the United game. Company on the bench because he wanted to save him for the United game. I mean, he probably is better without company anyway. Sure, but we'll, he will we'll play against you know? <laughs> um, And I think, you know, City, West Ham didn't play a bad game. They played quite well. Moyes looked like he well, might get a miraculous draw. They actually draw kind of attacked. It was, yeah. it was strange. Yeah. They um, made me watch with that extra verve this right. game. I was watching it. I was hoping, I was cheering for Moyes. And I normally, I like to see him being battered. There's this weird thing that I've noticed is happening is where the neutrals are very much for City. But at the same time, there's a group of neutrals who are against City because they just want to see the little man do something. And... I remember, I'm, like, I have my boarding school group chat and everyone is going on like, come on, West Ham, come on, West Ham. And there's Arsenal fans, Chelsea fans. Everyone who's supposed to be a pretender to the league right. is hoping that this happens. And when I want to score the, the header from the corner, I think it was. Yeah. Brilliant header, by the way. Yeah, very I, good. I thought, honestly, on no other place could put it. And you could feel people's joy. Well, the thing is with City, it's weird. Like, I obviously don't want them to, to dominate the league and I don't want them to be unbeaten because of the Arsenal connection and all that. But at the end of the day, I want them to win the league. Mm-hmm. Like obviously you're United fans and you have a chance of winning the league. I mean, no, more than whatever, more than Arsenal, <laughs> let's say. And I know Arsenal won't win the league, but if I had to choose anybody, it would be City just because they're enjoyable, enjoying to watch. I like Pep. Yeah. I think they try to play football the right way. And you don't know any City fans. Yeah, so it's easier. No one yeah, gloats. Yeah. You can't get <laughs> it's like a throwaway. I, I just finished because um, we're talking about this playing together an article, and 
it's the way I do feel is that obviously I don't want them to win the league. I want United to win the league. I don't think it's going to happen. But in the grand scheme of things, this city team is probably really good for the league if you look yes. at it. Because just for football, if if this team wins this league and goes undefeated or even loses one and they steamroll it, they're capable of contending. I won't say winning the champions. Yeah. They're con- capable of steamrolling the league. You can't park the bus against them. No. All these other managers who try this, they literally have to change the way their teams play in order to compete with them. And the old style that people don't like has to go out the window. Absolutely. And you know, that's a point. I'm glad you brought that up because we just had this discussion midweek when uh, Sam Allardyce came back to Everton. Right. And then I made a comment of, oh, Roy Hodgson, Sam Allardyce, Alan Pardew are back in the Premier League. It's like we're back in 2011, 2012. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just keep cycling we, through. Yeah. It's like Gerard and Lampard in the England midfield. Just Absolutely. over and over. Yeah. And, and we do need new ideas. We do need new football. Uh, uh, to your point, Bernie, about you know teams can't sit back anymore. I've watched the last few kind of last gasps goals against for that City have had recently. When you think of, let's say, Arsenal last gasp. It's a Giroud header from a, a random corner. Or uh, United. Giroud, yeah. Yeah, or United, you'd have Fellaini up there just mm-hmm. bouncing balls down from Pogba's halfway crosses, With you know? Chest. But then you look at the way City go on about trying to get a late goal, nothing changes. No, the same game plan happens in the first minute and it happens in the 95th minute. Yeah. And this goal could have been a brilliant goal in the 30th minute. It did not have that last minute feel to it. It was a brilliant pass, 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 pass. De Bruyne looked up, brilliant crossing, Silva sidekick into the bottom net. It just feels like they stick to the game plan for. All game. Yeah. And you have to watch, like, if, if you watch the goal, you see when Silva gives the ball to De Bruyne, and he saunters into the... It's like, these guys, they have this... Pep Guardiola has coached them so well that they see what the, other, what the defender is doing, and then they move into the space Absolutely. that is left. Yes. They, everything yeah. they do is extremely intentional. It's deliberate. Yeah. yeah, and if you watch the 10, 15 minutes before they actually scored this goal, you will notice, uh, you know, they kept passing it, tip-tap, going around the it's player. It's a lot of fun to space. watch. And then you would also see the little flick chip. They, they did one actually did two or three times yeah. before, but they would still always retain possession because it's so deliberate. They're a lot, a lot of fun to watch. Silva has been magnificent for them, obviously De Bruyne. But I have to say, Ederson kind of goes under the radar a little bit. Yes, he makes some crucial saves. I mean, mm-hmm. again, it's one of those. Ederson is slowly going into the Neuer category where he you only need to make two saves a game because. Your team dominates, and you know you don't get that compilation. Mm-hmm. But he makes one or two extremely important saves a game that kind of keeps City in it. And it, I like him. He looks calm. He doesn't panic. He's no, good he with doesn't. his feet. And you know what? We were skeptical about who is this guy. I mean, he wasn't on my radar before he came to City. I, that's I, for sure. I, I saw one good save by Ederson. It was like a long range shot uh, from like the left wing. Yeah. But I was going to compliment his distribution this game. Oh, his distribution sure. is amazing. That's why. Yeah, that's absolutely. why they have him. That's why they have. By the way, goalkeepers. Adrian was amazing. Yes. He was actually very, yeah. very good in this game. And Joe Hart may never play again. Well, Joe Hart couldn't play because <laughs> of the whole loan thing from City. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. that's true. I thought it was yeah. permanent. But then, <laughs> but then Adrian might, I mean, should, I'd say, start... On the um, base of this performance. Yeah. Also, I like that Pep changed things in the sec- like first minute of the second half. Brought on Jesus, bam. It's 1-1. I'm not waiting. Jesus, on. Like... I, I'm just used to the whole, like, wait till the 70th minute, 75th well, minute. I, I, let, let us talk about that a little yeah. bit. Because I think the last three games, maybe the last three, but at least I know the game before this, Jesus was on the bench as well. And he yes. brought him on, I believe, in the second half to same kind thing. of chase the game mm. at the same time, starting with Aguero. It's weird because my understanding was that Pep's guy was 
Gabriel Jesus and a yep. girl was supposed to come off the bench. They start playing them together and blitzing teams. Now he's switched, and it feels as if the switch is giving them a hard time. I don't know if I'm drawing. No, no, that's power. correct. And Pep, interestingly, uh, after the game said, and I quote, "It's a big victory. It showed what we are. We had two strikers in the second half, and that helped. It was a big lesson for me. We created more with two. I mean." Read into it what you want. Mm-hmm. Is he gonna, is he starting to feel a bit more comfortable playing two up top? Does he maybe not need? I don't know. But it's interesting that he said that. I mean, clearly they look better every time they bring on Jesus mm-hmm. and they play two up top. And Jesus, his movement is just so hard to deal with. So, yeah. anyways, City running away with this. I mean, it's scary to think that this is City's bad patch. They've won three games in a row, yeah. and this is, has been their worst patch right. of the season. Right. So, and and we're talking about the derby coming up. They're gonna win that game. Yeah. I, I honestly do. I, <laughs> no I Pogba. I have, no Pogba. I have, and that's why we didn't mention the game. red card. Yeah, and, no Pogba. And, and yeah. On this, the thing with City that everyone knows is that they keep the ball. Yes. They retain the ball, and you can't do anything about it. But when a team does that, the one thing you need is an outlet from the center midfield because De Bruyne and Fernandinho are not that great defensively. Yeah. Need someone to carry the ball, move through them. And then their defense is not that yeah, good. Yeah, but Herrera's actually. coming in. Isn't he even like the best midfielder in the world? I mean, he was great last season, but he's, been, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not going to do this. He's All just right, not gonna do let's it. move on to uh, speaking of bad patches of form. Spurs drew to Watford 1-1. Obviously, on the Spurs side, it's a bad patch of form. Watford have been killing it. Where do you guys want to start, Watford or Spurs? Watford. All right, Watford have been fantastic. And speaking of uh, their manager, what's his name? Marco Silva. Marco Silva, his I think this is a real quote that came out today. It is today. a real quote. So he said, they asked him about Aldrich, and Aldrich said, oh, they hired the right man for Everton as opposed to Marco Silva. Yes. Hiring him. Um, and Marco Silva said, when I'm 63, come over and see what I've, you know, what I've achieved and compare it to some others. And it was brilliant. But he's, he's been killing it. He's been he's playing been entertaining football. <laughs> it, they're fun to watch. Richarlson mm. is killing it. Their new guy, Lee Hughes, is playing very well. So... I like Watford a lot this season. I, I like them. I, you, you know that you're right. Everything you said is correct. And I like Richarlison. He won't be there very long. He will be going to a big team or China for a lot of money very, very <laughs> soon. Right. Yeah, no, they're great. They're, for like 7th or 8th on the table, they're value, They're bang for their buck. Spurs are 5th. They're only like 2 spots behind them. Right. Or 6th. Spurs have capi- no wins in 4. They, yeah, 4 draws in a row, right? Are, are the Verl, Maybe I think one they lost to Arsenal. Lost yeah, Arsenal. lost to Arsenal, yeah. drew the others. Alderweireld has been out now, and since then they've been conceding a lot more goals, especially early goals. I believe Davinson um, Sanchez also got sent off. He got sent one. off. Yeah. Stupid, stupid. Red card. Red he just or... punched the guy in the oh, yeah, face, yeah. clearly, for no reason. Now he's out for three games, and they don't have Alderweireld. It's not looking good. It's not just that they're conceding goals. It, Spurs are not, like, they're a good team defensively, but they can always concede a goal or two. It's that they're also not scoring them. It's just Harry Kane yeah. is not really doing the business. Deli Ali, as we, it's it's no longer. It's like he's been off form for so long now. Yeah. It's Deli kind Ali. of well, kind of weird. Yeah. Deli Ali has never been on form this season. Yeah. I mean, yeah. in the league, yeah. Champions League, he's had one or two moments, but in the league, he's never been on form to come back to it. He still yeah. hasn't hit form. He, his it's form ended worried. last season. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it could be that you just have a bunch of players who lose their energy levels as soon as the winter sets in. We and then they get it back in the. He's in, hibernating. Deli Ali is hibernating. It's quite possible. To be fair, last we won't go into it again because we talked about it last podcast. But we did say that they have a thin squad, mm. and it starts to they play. You play every cup game, you play every league game, and you, it starts to take its toll. But so, Lamella yeah. La came back right in this game, and Lamella assisted last assist. game. Oh, that was last game, and okay. this game he he played again. Yeah, um, he's an exciting player on his day, but. 
I don't he know. gives you something different it than does. what you're used to seeing from Spurs because they they have a very consistent starting lineup. Yeah, they're um, very rigid yeah. and they kind of do their thing, and you kind of know exactly what you're going to get with Lamella. There's a bit of flair; you don't know exactly what might come. So, a, a, a Spurs question, and um, yeah. so Kyle Walker left, right? And Trippier, uh, to me, is neither here nor there. Kyle I mean, Walker Alex will tell you. Team uh, Alex will tell you that Spurs have made the best move ever. No, I, I, I think I, they're losing a lot. No, I agree with that. In the sense of last season, they literally. Didn't use him right. over to Trippier, and they were doing great. So that's par for the course, whatever. But on the left side, Danny Rose is back to fitness, but he's not playing. Well, he's gonna they're actually not doing anything down that left hand side. They're not using it at all. And we know there's a row, and he's probably going to be sold in January with United being linked. Is Pochettino getting that wrong? Is it, is he doing something to push players away when he could actually use them? I don't know. There's something... I don't know if it's so much Pochettino pushing the players away as the players pushing themselves away from the club by demanding more. I honestly... Yeah, well, Danny Rose, and to Danny be fair, Rose does is, have very high demands. He thinks... He, he, it's, you know, fair, fair, fair play to him. He thinks he's, he's a much better player. He thinks he should be playing at a better level. I think a realistic move would be a straight swap Danny Rose, Luke Shaw... Danny Rose gets to the big club yeah. that he wants. If you get him on form, he's a very good left back. Luke Shaw is not coming back into Mourinho's books. It's just not going to happen. No. When you Ashley know, Young is playing this well, yeah. why, why move, even try move to, uh, move to Tottenham and you know get playing again. That would be a good move for him. For yeah. both of them, actually. Yeah. All right. Um, let's move on to Chelsea. Chelsea beat Newcastle 3-1. This was the earliest game ever, like 7 a.m. It was impossible to get up for. Um, I want to I start just by commenting on Newcastle. We saw them come <laughs> he to... He hates a, them. Well, it's not that I hate them. It's just right. that I, I've seen this from them before, and I have tried to appreciate what they do. They start the games hot. Mm-hmm. They get that first goal, mm-hmm. and they just cannot sustain that, that pressure, that energy, that discipline, and they break apart as the game goes on. That applies to their whole season as well on a bigger picture. They started hot, yeah. and then now they're on 15th. I mean, weren't they like at 7th, 8th, or 4th at one point, I think? Yeah. Like a few games in, they were killing yeah. it, and then now they're sitting at 15th, only a few points off relegation. I, I still think dangerous. they'll survive, because I think their teams are worse. And I feel like the fact that they do keep scoring early shows that they're capable of more. But then again, we all know they had no money. Mike Ashley is selling, so they're waiting. They're in a bit of a weird transition. They're waiting for the new yeah. ownership to actually present the offer and hopefully give Rafa some money and maybe something's changed. But on this game, like you said, you didn't really feel that when Newcastle went up 1-0 that early that they were going to win this game. I, know, I also feel that Chelsea, just they know Newcastle inside out. Every time it's Chelsea-Newcastle, you know it's a Chelsea win. Yeah. It's never the other way. Also, I just want to quickly add, I think Rafa Benitez micromanages his squad. He should. Like, over the 90 minutes, he's always saying, oh, move into this position, move yeah. into that position. He wants a controller. He wants a FIFA controller. But like that's no controller. different to Pep Guardiola. Right. He literally tells you, Raheem Sterling, do this at this time of the game, move into that spot. Yeah. But every time that, there's a throw, actually do it. Every time there's a throw in next to Pep, he's in the guy's ear. Yeah. Give it to that guy. It's like, okay, like, let me take that throw. <laughs> um, but I have to say about Chelsea, the last three to four games, Hazard ha- is back. Hazard has been back. The early part mm-hmm. of the season, he was not there. I mean, not there, either injured or not on form. But mm-hmm. recently, he's been their man of the match three, four games in a row now. Um, the last game against, who was it? Against the big team, he, against Liverpool. He was man of the match for them as well when he just, mm-hmm. basically, he was the only attacker on the mm-hmm. field. Um, this game, again, two goals, um, linking up really well with Morata. Did he you is see slowly Moses coming back into it. Yes. For, like, I felt like Morata was going to explode. <laughs> <laughs> Morata has the most headed goals in the league this season. Uh, he's, he's yeah, he's really using that. I, I, I do like the commentator's phrase, a phrase, and I don't like what commentators say these days. But he said, and Morata has given it the nod of approval. Mm. Oh, that's pretty mm. good. I did like it. Moses like had a great game too, coming back from injury. Uh, right. 
like won the penalty and the assist. Because he, he, he did lose yeah. his spot at the beginning. But I have to say, before we move on for Chelsea, Christiansen has been yeah. absolutely... Do- like he's been their best defender. He's been one of the best defenders in the league this season. He's come in young, um, you know, took, took the David Luiz's spot and Bernie's celebrating in the yes, background. Yes, because there are people who believe that David Luiz is a good defender. David Luiz cost... And he's not. David Luiz has yes. cost people $100 million over his career. Yes. I'm just saying. You can have a great season, and let's say he had a great season last season, or the team had a great season, but David Luiz himself is just not... Very good defensively. Thank you. And I hate it so much. Okay. I hate David Luiz. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Rochelle. So, Christensen has been coming in for him. He's been doing phenomenally well. There's a lot of rumors that Pep has kind of looked at that and, and, and it really likes the player. I mean, obviously, you're not mm-hmm. going to get him. But there's rumors that Pep has kind of picked him out as a great player. And if he could get him, he would. Because he's that kind of stones mold, right? He's very good on the ball. He's very young. good on stones. Physical Stones has been great. You're gonna hate no, on no, 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 because uh, all I'm saying is, Christians, when you look at, this is all I keep telling He's you. He's had like five games. When you look at defending, right. right? I don't care about you being great passing with the ball and all that, and you don't get attacked that much. That's fine. The team is great defending because of that with Pep Guardiola, but right. individual defending, which means if an attacker is running at you directly, <laughs> right. and you can stop that, that that's what Christensen is great with attacking, okay, great with positioning. John Stones is not. Smalling is that guy, but you, you're no, not going to Smalling is him. trash and everything. <laughs> Smalling looks like he's about to fall over at all times. Bailly is that guy. A lot of people, Smalling. a lot of strikers have said that Smalling is the hardest one-on-one defender. No, because he, that's he because you all the time. he's clumsy looking. Right. And he always looks like he's going to fall I'll, over. I, I keep going back Somehow to the example doesn't. of Rio Ferdinand and, and um, Vidic. Vidic. Yeah. There was no... Deep lying defensive midfielder in between them, but they still had the record for uh, clean sheets in Europe because individual defending they were good. These other guys, you have Fernandinho in front of you. You have a team that passes the ball. Shut it doesn't up. tell me that you are a good defender. Yeah. It does not. No, it's true. You've got what? You've got a Herrera, a, Ch- a Shaka, a Fernandinho. People are just, there's, there's no more protection right now. It's like you're on your own, man. Good well, luck. you're 20 something year old Christensen. Yeah. Yeah. And when Conte wasn't available, you were still doing well. Yeah. Um, all right, let's let's roll through these scores really quickly. Leicester beat Burnley um, 1-0. Um, great three points for Leicester. Claude Powell is doing fantastic. Burnley really should have taken something from this game, but he's doing great since he mm-hmm. since he uh, he took over at Leicester. They've looked better. Mares has this uh, call for help uh, blonde hair going on. It's so bad. It is unbelievably I'm bad. I'm very tired. Ugly. Like he's rich enough to look into the mirror and go bring it back. Like, you know, like, cause just we, like magic because like, I will boom. walk in he is and, and I will I, he, I will walk into a, to a hair and I'll say you know give me that yellow bright yellow mm-hmm. and I'll take it because I'm not paying for the reverse mm-hmm. I will take it he can sit there and go nope but send it back I think he's depressed because he Something came out recently talking about how Lester blocked my deadline day move like just yesterday so right. clearly some, he's just not happy so he needed a change or maybe he's trying to go like you know, in uh, in costumes, so no one recognizes him on the street after the interview. Well, now everyone's going to recognize him. <laughs> sure, he stands out like a sore thumb. Anyways, um, Burnley, um, uh, again, they've been great yeah. this season. Sucks for them because they actually have been great. That's true. There's a player um, on Burnley who's actually got the same number of fantasy points as Alexis Sanchez. Who? Actually, it like, might be Bournemouth, actually. Okay. Might Never be. mind. We'll, we'll double check that. But there, there is, I saw a screenshot of that. Fake news. I love when Trey starts a sentence and he knows he doesn't know the facts. <laughs> but we'll just, go with it. I, I don't have the bibliography, right. but I did see it. Fake news. Yeah. Um, everything beat Huddersfield 2-0. Big Sam, I mean, he, he brings results. Everton have been a thorn in my backside all season. Yes. 
Because and now they're proving your initial statement right. <laughs> because I thought they were going to do well, and they proved me wrong. No, you... And the second I switched sides, and I was like, okay, well, screw you, Everton. Yeah. Now they're starting to win games 4-0, 2-0. Rooney scored a hat-trick. Yes! Ashley Williams, yes! two clean this sheets in a row. This is the shitty part about having midweek games, so we don't talk about them. Rooney scored a delightful hat-trick, and now Sam gets a 2-0 win. That was the day we had that discussion. Yeah. This is About good... why we don't need old men. We need new football. And then Everton won 4 <laughs> That's what happens. And then that's why they keep getting hired. Pulis and Allardyce and whatever. Because they keep teams up. And right now, it's too expensive to go down. Anyways. Sigurdsson and Calvert-Lewin had a great game. Um, Rooney had a good game. Rooney good, had a good, good game. Good assist there for Calvert-Lewin. Exactly. Um, Stoke beat Swansea 2-1. Swansea are definitely going down. I think them and Bournemouth, unfortunately. But Swansea, definitely. Boney. Bournemouth. Boney is back. I can't believe it. The 33 million signing by City. You love that. <laughs> I, I could not believe it. I thought it was like April Fool's in October or whatever. It was like, how do you buy Boney for 35 well, You know million? what? We also ridiculed the Fabian Delph signing. I mean, if Which anyone, one was yeah, worse at the time? True, I think... <sighs> Delph, surely. No, uh, I think Delph is better. I don't Delph know. is now there, Ashley Young. I, I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, all, all I will say is, we because of midweek games, Renato Sanchez passing to the advertising board... Yeah. <laughs> Renato Sanchez, it yeah. has just been comical since he moved from Bayern it's, Munich. It's sad. It's actually so sad. I feel so bad. It's not bad. He's, he's not like, that what, good. 18? He's not that good. But he was good. What? What? He had three games at a, at a Euro? No, but Benfica the whole season. Mate, every single club in Europe chased him. Okay, so what happened? That he, just shows that you're quite, good. It's quite possible that he moved too young. He it's was just, he doesn't. His mental. He doesn't have the mentality for it. It's okay. just he doesn't. He, I mean, look at Boyan, soon. right? Boyan was great. He doesn't have the mentality for it. Like, it's just sometimes... Right. Boyan was great as a squad player, not a leader. Yeah. Okay. West Brom drew with Crystal Palace 0-0. Okay. I mean, nothing really happened here. Chris Palace, they both would have taken a point. They both can take a point. They're kind of sitting... They're both there. are just good for yeah. points. There, there was a pre-match agreement there. <laughs> Chris Palace are still in their relegation Weren't they zone. both previous managers of these two teams? Possibly, actually. Actually, yeah. yes. That's when... Roy Hassel was manager of West Brom before England. Ah, good point. It's like Zlatan playing for all big three Italian clubs. Now Hodgson's going to play yeah, for Hodgson's all the relegation <laughs> West Brom, Palace, Everton. Bournemouth uh, drew with Southampton 1-1. Charlie Austin, great goal. Beautiful. Beautiful goal. Uh, Bournemouth, they needed this point, man. It's been a slump. They needed this point. Is Defoe still alive? Defoe has, he has, has dropped a great off. chance, and the goalkeeper for South- Fraser Foster made a beautiful reflex save. Finally, he's been so shit. Yeah. Okay. No, actually, I made a comment on this game. I was like, Bournemouth, Southampton. I would actually watch this game. I think this is a good game for the neutrals to watch. Wow. Two, you know, two strong mid-tier level strength mm. clubs, you know, playing for for a good... Okay. Uh, and, and they actually think they're not playing like traditional... Right, right. they both try and play. Pragmatic managers. Sure, sure. Yeah. All right, I think uh, I think that pretty much covers the Premier League. Let's, uh, let's do some momos. <laughs> Abu momo. <laughs> One thing we are no sha, momo no fit sleep forever. One day, momo go wake up. Ladies and gentlemen, our new sponsor, XTSC. Extreme Toronto Sports Club, XTSC, offers the best co-ed, men's and women's recreational leagues across the city. Get your soccer fix with Extreme Toronto Sports Club. Sign up today at xtsc.ca, xtsc.ca. Go to xtsc.ca and use the code 2017REDSKOSH. That is 2017REDSKOSH when you register for soccer leagues. DM us on Twitter at under underscore the kosh or email under the kosh blog at gmail.com for details. All right, so this week's Mumu, our sole Mumu, is Aaron Ramsey. <laughs> Surprising after a great assist for Lacazette, but 
He has assisted himself here. <laughs> so, um, Bebo was a social media platform, I think, that came out around the MySpace era. Never before even heard Facebook. of it. You needed to die. Did you have a MySpace account? I did. Oh, okay. If it comes to life, then I'm finished. Right. Uh, but Andy Carroll's came out uh, some months ago, and now they've unearthed um, Anne Ramsey's. <laughs> so, he has some very unfortunate pictures in here. But it's the profile statement right. that's hilarious. But the picture you're looking at is what? A bathroom selfie with that long spiky hair. That, yeah. Right. There's a bathroom selfie with long spiky hair. There's also a picture of his leg up. Another guy <laughs> holding his leg next to a tractor. It's probably a bachelor party. Yeah. I don't know what's going on there. Don't want to repeat that. It's, but it's Wales. This, here's what his uh, profile says. Hi, I'm Aaron. I play football for Wales on Cardiff City. I'm about six foot with brown hair and brown eyes. Like to go out with my mates, that's M8S, <laughs> and family. I live in Carefully? Sure. It's somewhere in Wales. You can't even pronounce it. Yeah. A little known town by Cardiff. So if you want to get to know me, add me on MSN. So how Ooh. old would he have been? MSN. Oh, and he puts his email address in there. Aaron underscore Ramsey underscore eight at hotmail.com. What do you mean add me at MSN? Does he want to play on their Suarez and they weren't messy? Wait. What does that mean? Aaron Ramsey eight. So he's probably eight years old when he made it. I think he was number eight, no. maybe. But... He literally... Is, was this the way he was trying to pick up girls back yeah. in the day? Like, I'm at MSN and I'm a footballer? But he's a footballer. Maybe this was still young. Right, this is Cardiff. Yeah, you know, yeah. IQ level of an eight-year-old. Like, did he have to shut this down? How do people find these things? I don't know, but they're... The internet. I would think if I was a celebrity, I would go back and just completely annihilate all my old social media. If, if I was one of the girls that did contact him on MSN, I would just... Screenshot and share yeah. all the, the the MSN chat history. Well, you wouldn't and just share some hilarious things. You would it. go to the to some media tabloid, you know, whatever the Daily Mail or something, and sell it for a lot of money. But do any of you guys have anything on the internet that you are ashamed of? Um, probably my old MySpace profile, but I mean, that's so, just me in high old, school. You know, when you go to someone's Facebook and you go backwards to the first ever picture he put yeah. up, it's all like Henri and like Arsenal, like it's yeah. the most random stuff. Yeah, I have some yeah. stuff my wife would probably not want. Yeah, yeah. See. Let's all let's think about. This is the forward. test, Bernie. Is she listening to the podcast? No, yeah. because then you're gonna find out because she's gonna look at. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. she's gonna be like the auditor. Happy <laughs> Momo. <laughs> One thing where I know, Sha, Mumu no fit sleep forever. One day, Mumu go wake up. So, Italy, as we do every week, because, I mean, I, I remember a few seasons ago this podcast where we would be avoiding talking about the Serie A. Nothing would happen, it's boring. The way we avoid Bundesliga? Yes, exactly. The yeah. way we avoid Bundesliga. Oh, well, also because I would blast the Serie A. Yeah. Yes, but now it's hard to do that because it's one of the most exciting leagues. Yes. The top is just crowded right now at Serie A. Napoli Juventus was the game of the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, it was on a, on the Friday. A little bit of robbery. A little bit, but again, whoever took the three points here was crucial. Uh, Juve came away with a brilliant, very important one nil win. Uh, Dybala assisted Higuain. They just were not marked well enough for that goal. Mm-hmm. Um, and we would have to come from those two guys. Uh, Dybala looked at Higuain at least three times before he passed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So everybody yeah. see this? It's about to happen. Yeah. Um, Higuain wasn't even supposed to be playing. He he injured his hand the week before, but he you know he made it through. Um, but I don't know. I, we we kind of are slightly rooting for Napoli to 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 hopefully just stir things up a little bit. But Juve looks to slowly be coming back into it. I'm I'm openly rooting for for Napoli, but it's I was listening to. Um, a serial podcast and they're saying it feels like 
you every year Juventus starts slower and slower, but every year they recover it to win because they have the expertise to do it. Right. And everyone else is a bit of a pretender to it. Right, right. Um, Sarri had a very good quote after the game here. He said, uh, which Alex pointed out, he said, I'm sad for two reasons. First, because we have let down our fans for whom this match always means a great deal. Then after that, I felt a personal disappointment at seeing Napoli UV played out as greys against the yellows. I hoped I would die before such a thing occurred. For those of my generation who grew up with sticker albums, this was a really painful thing to see. So Napoli didn't play in their blue. No, Napoli played. What, but why did they make that decision? I don't know, which is a good point. So, Which stirred up a debate earlier today about jerseys, home and away. Why would the home team ever play in an away jersey? Oh, uh, don't you Is it marketing? Arsenal doesn't, Arsenal doesn't even play away kit. They play third kit just to sell it. It's frustrating. Just to sell it, eh? Just to sell it. It's ah. so annoying. But you shouldn't do that in a in the biggest game of the season, yeah. no? Like yeah. it's a matter it's a matter of pride yeah. at this point. Well, right? I mean he did say he would rather die. So I mean I love the passion of Italians. Yeah. I, I, I absolutely love it. And we'll yeah. probably get to Gattuso. <laughs> but the the it's so I actually feel they this is how they feel. Like yeah. inside they're not even making this up. Right. Um let's talk about Gattuso's uh ah. Gattuso looks a bit like an inflated Riyad Mahrez. Like you look, th- like you a, look like an You look like it, to be fair. That is also true. <laughs> wow. Um, I don't ne- have blonde hair, to be fair. Nilan uh, drew to Benevento. Roche, you've been following Benevento closely this I, season. You know, I really wanted them to lose 38 games. <laughs> but uh, the way that they took a point for this game, it actually brought a tear to my eye. Alex said you're watching the highlights. <laughs> like them celebrating brought a tear to his eye. It was a beautiful it moment. Was, if, if you guys saw the goalkeeper score that goal, complete. There was, there was no hope Tell whatsoever. us about the goal. The free kick came in. I don't even. I think he actually miskicked the free kick. Right. Because the ball did all sorts of weird spins. <laughs> the goalkeeper just kind of stuck his head out. But he, he could have like, died. He kind of contorted his body and yes. flicked the ball. It was it was like a fish. He, he could have died if a goalie came to punch it as he you know instead of hitting the ball, the goalie punched his head. He could have died. The, that was the angle of his head was. My issue is this: is that every time I watch moments like this in sports, mm-hmm. I always think about if I was in the theater watching a movie. I would say this is so unrealistic. Give me my money back. Yeah. I mean, going thirteen game seasons, un, uh, you know, losing, and then your goalkeeper scores a fish header goal from a mishit free kick in the ninety fifth like, minute. Of the game. I want my money back in the bottom corner. Right. And wow, like all the players, the fans, everyone, pretty much like the referee blew the final whistle because he was also crying. So, so <laughs> like this, is the best part about this is that if you watch. Highlights of a Benevento game. Mm. You can see the hills in the background. Yeah, it's a nice stadium. It's yeah. a nice background. That's a great backdrop for that. Um, Gattuso did come out with some more Italian gusto. He said, it would have been better to be stabbed than concede this goal. And you know Gattuso's been stabbed before, so he knows what he's <laughs> doing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But there... it is a bit of a disgrace. I mean, they're already having issues yeah. and your first game back so bring back the passion to the team and then you are the ones you don't want to be that team you don't want to be the Chelsea that lost to Crystal Palace or you don't want to do that to or the Liverpool but question Ooh. would you as Gattuso first game in charge against literally the worst team in the world is that added pressure or less pressure I feel like it's, pre- a, it's, it's a, a banana pre- skin I feel like I would not want to start with a, you know where you expected to win a gazillion percent I'd rather start with the Juventus yes honestly. right yeah. Yeah. Did you see the picture of Gattuso that he grabbed one of his players by the neck and like threw him back on the It was... Uh, was that it in was this game? Brignoli, this game, yeah. yeah. Brignoli, the boss, Brignoli said the boss didn't want me to go up. He can be stubborn, but even more stubborn. I said, I'm going, I'm going. And that's that. So it's not great is for Gattuso. Is this really like... Is this now it's just a PR marketing thing that Gattuso does this? No, he's just not. No, he's actually... I cannot stand that. Rache, I, I trust me. Trust, I know people who have that short fuse in, like, in life, everyday life. I know you. And know. they exist. 
Like, they exist. They just go off. Anyways. But how do people just accommodate this, you know what I mean? It's, it's what made them a winner, though. It's, it's like HR nightmare. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk quickly about... Well, I mean, Inter are on great form. I think they're top of the table now by a point. I think Paris is Patrick in this game and Icardi with a couple. Icardi the, again. The most beautiful uh, game, uh, goal of this game was Cunha's goal. Yes. The fourth goal. Uh, only because... It reminded me of an old goal from the 90s. You always link things yes. to your memories in your past. Always the anal. It, it's because I, I always I saw that goal and I was like, wow, that you know that played out perfectly. The angle of this and the angle of that. The vector. They, they the came vector, together at the, yeah. at the right moment. It was like a, a, I think it was a Roy Keane goal against Man City. Right. The gigs crossed from the left. I can't even remember what you're talking about. The camera yeah. was literally... Moving at the same time that Keane made his run into the box, so the cameraman like was camp. involved. I wish yeah. I remember. And that's exactly what happened for Skriniar for this goal. So Inter with that goal uh, ahead of Napoli by a point, thirty-nine points for Inter, thirty-eight for Napoli, thirty-seven for Juve. Roma beats Spal. I can't help but every time I hear Spal, I, it feels like a faction of the KGB, like Spal. <laughs> like it's just, you know what I mean? Like it's just S P A L. Anyway. I think a spaghetti and meatballs are right here, Spal. Yeah. Like. No, I just I know soldiers patrol and. Liberation. Like Liberation, yeah. <laughs> is it Spal Football Club or Club de Football? Calcio Spal or something. Yeah, I don't know. Calcio Spal. Um, Lazio won. Uh, Lazio with 32 points. I mean, they're hanging in there. They're hanging it's in still, there. It's still yeah. a good race. It's yeah. a good race, absolutely. Um, let's talk a little bit about Spain. Uh, we'll, finish, we'll finish with Spain. Barca. <laughs> no one wants to win this league, by the no. way. Barca drew to Celta Vigo for no reason at... Um, well. At the Camp Nou. They did have another disallowed goal, wrongly so. Again, second week in a row. Offside yeah, right. on yeah. Suarez, right? It, yeah. it was late on a platform for Madrid. Madrid uh, still on holiday. Well, that's the thing. I mean, Madrid came into this game, came into their game knowing that Barcelona had dropped points. This was their chance to gain some ground after yeah. the horrendous start of the season. But knowing Madrid, they could not score against Bilbao. I think this is the first time they haven't scored in a while. I mean, when your best striker, uh, Sergio Ramos, gets himself sent off... <laughs> I don't see how you're going to score any goals. <laughs> yeah. Sergio Ramos has the most red cards in the history of La Liga officially. Like, I'm not, I'm not just saying. No, it's, it's a, I, he must have the most red cards in the history of life. Right. Like, he has, yeah. He also has more goals than like players like Iniesta. So it's weird. He's a defender. I had a dream last night and that I was watching a movie and Sergio Ramos was one of the characters in the movie. Oh, yeah? Was it an action movie where he just threw himself uh, at the bad guy? It's quite possible. How weird, how weird would Martin Luther King's speech be if he said, I had a dream... And I was watching Sergio Ramos playing. By the way, if 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 um if football players could be in movies, Sergio Ramos would be in the um in Indispensables or the uh, uh yeah 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 uh, um, what's that one with Stallone and uh, Expendables? In Expendables, yes, yeah, he'd be in that. Just he's, he's all action, no it, brains. Yes, just that big machine gun. <laughs> um, so speaking of teams not wanting to win the league, Valencia also went and lost. And, to uh, 10 men yeah so basically Barcelona started the, the, the week off by drawing to Celta Vigo and ended up getting the most best week net like it was best for Barcelona the only the one that did Valencia well lost. were Atletico who I called trash yeah but they're week. not going to win the league they're yeah, trash that's, maybe that's what happens when you play Thanks day games in Spain because yeah. the weather's so nice and you you feel like you're on holiday true so win, lose, draw, you're still a winner really because yeah. you know win, I mean is winning in Manchester or losing in Madrid I, I think losing Madrid. <laughs> I, I think losing Madrid. <laughs> you know, because after that, you can go to Madrid. Yeah. Over here, what are you doing? Yeah. You, know, you got a nice... Uh, you got to drive down to London to have a good time. We were in Manchester when it was cold in April. And you said and Madrid, that has nothing. It was, was nothing there. Well, okay. We got, I, I was exaggerating. Okay. Manchester is a lovely city. Manchester really, is red. It it's really okay. Is. It's okay. Especially when Man United win games. It's lovely. But right. we were in Barcelona the next day. We're like, ah. Oh. Of course. Of course. <laughs> it's yeah. warm. Um, the Bar- air was fresh. Yeah. 
Barcelona top of the table with 36, Valencia five points away, 31, Atleti ahead of Madrid with 30, and Madrid with 28. Nope. Madrid is so bad it actually to be fair, me. This is this is a season where they're all bad. I mean, even Barca aren't that good. They've been bad. They've been bad in patches. Valencia are really the only one that are slightly exciting because they're you know. But yeah. I don't know. not not the best of seasons in, in Spain. No. Not that well, exciting. Well, they're all going on holiday soon for the winter. So uh, Ozil we'll is see how extremely uh, jealous of what of the winter break. He misses. Oh, I was like, is he yeah. going to Barcelona? No, no, no. I mean, I think I think rumors are speaking of that Ozil might renew with with the, with Arsenal, but Sanchez is definitely off. So thank God. Yeah. Yeah. Exciting stuff. So we've got the MLS Cup. On Saturday, yep. which I can't wait to see with all you lovely faces. I'm Alex. Hopefully, you can the make derby. it. The yeah, derby. Yes. It's going to be a great Saturday. It is going to oh, be a great dear. Saturday and the oh, derby. Dear. And it's, what time is it? In the morning? I don't know. You, I, sh- you guys should all come for that too. Well, we're going to lose that try, one. Try. Ah, you never know. You never know. What are you talking about? Yeah, it's just this is what Lana does yeah. normally. Full-time devils. After, football fans are hilarious. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I don't know what going to end. Sure. But it's hilarious. You're watching full-time devils is the United equivalent to Arsenal fan TV. And at the end of the game, people are hyped up. We're gonna beat City. It's all right, man. Rubbish. No Pogba. And I'm looking at like, who are these idiots? What are you saying? Absolute peasants. <laughs> but no, Mohamed does this all the time. We had like ten home draws last season, and in every one of those matches, <laughs> Mohamed kept saying, "Plenty of time, bro. Seventieth minute. Plenty of time. You got Thirty minute. minutes. You'll win. Eighty-fifth minute. Don't worry, bro. Ninety-third minute. It's on official record on the form that Arsenal are showing that they can win all six matches and beat Manchester United. To be fair. And we both, you and I, looked him in the eye and said, you're crazy, mate. Your yeah. form is actually not that. Your form is great, but your performance are not actually that great. Look, look, look. And it got proven by the best goalkeeper in the world. Oh. And, ooh, yeah. Martial. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Well, we're not gonna we're not gonna talk about the game all over again because we're we're an hour. And I mean, we could to be fair. The, the game had a lot of talking. Yeah, points, blood. Yeah, fam. You could, but yeah, fam. I'm tired, Robbie. Fam, I'm tired, Robbie. Blood. <laughs> all right. Let's uh, let's end this here, and we'll. I mean, we'll see you. You're listening to us all next week. Yeah. See ya, fam. Night. Thank you for downloading the Koshcast. Get in touch at underthekoshblog at gmail.com, follow us on Twitter at under underscore the kosh, and for articles, predictions, and the full experience, go to underthekoshblog.com.